hello and welcome back to the Your WSGA podcast. My name is Haley Molina and today is the final episode for Women's History Month. Um, today is episode four and we are going to be talking about inspiring women. Um, I'd like to start with uh, introductions. So Cassandra, you can go first. Hello, my name is Cassandra Rosso Bravo. I am a going to be a senior, and my pronouns are she her. All right. Um, I'm Haley Johnson, and I'm currently a sophomore, and my pronouns are she her. All right. Um, to kind of now begin the uh, discussion aspect. Um, I want to talk about uh, women who have graduated from Washburn alumni and who were kind of inspiring to break a glass ceiling. If you guys, do you guys know what that means, glass ceiling? No? Cassandra? Yes. Glass ceiling? Do you want to say something on it? Oh, from my take on it, from what I've learned in one of my sociology classes, um, it's kind of just the ceiling that more, um, how do I explain it? It's kind of hard to explain or put into words, but from my understanding, it's just like a ceiling that's hard for people in minority groups to break through and above the ceiling is obviously what you would consider white males in America. Yeah, um, exactly. It's breaking through that barrier that minorities or women aren't able to hold these um, positions that are like management or CEO kind of positions, you know? And so these women kind of were the first females to do government kind of things. So the first woman I am bringing up is uh, Georgia Niece Clark. She's an she was an economics uh, major. Um, she was the uh, first female U.S. treasurer, and she served under the Truman and Eisenhower uh, presidency. And she also had an acting career, I believe, as well. Um, but yeah, she's a Washburn alumni. And then our, my, the second woman I'm bringing up is Joanne Finney. She is the 42nd governor of Kansas and she was the first governor or first female governor of Kansas as well. And then after that, or no, before that, she was also the state treasurer from, yeah, but uh, she was also an economic history major. Anyway, um, carrying on. So, uh, to begin the bigger discussion part of this. Um, my first question is, um, do you have someone in mind who is, uh, who is close and personal to you, who inspires you that is, that identifies as a woman or, yeah? Cassandra, you to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I personally, and I know it's kind of cliche, but my mom and my sister, I, I never got to meet my grandmas, either one of them, so I don't really know much about them. But when it comes to my mom and my sister, they've just done pretty much what seems like the impossible, and they're still 
standing. So I think that's pretty cool. All right. Yeah, mine's also my mom. And I think that's great that so many people's moms are like inspiring to them. I don't know, she's just a very educated woman. She started off as an engineer and is now a teacher. She teaches math, but then she taught herself physics and then is now qualified to teach physics. And she's like totally remodeled our house like by herself. She turned our garage into two rooms and she built a porch and I don't know. She just, she has something on like on her mind that she wants to do and then she does it, which is mm -hmm. totally inspiring. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, for me is also my mom, but my mom, okay. My mom has like a psychology degree, okay? And I'm mentioning this now because my mom, you know, Kaylee, you know, she comes off naive, very motherly, very sweet. My mom, oh my gosh. Okay. She told us this one time, or she told me about this one time about how she had this boss and he was not a very nice person. He was very sexist and she was a, like a administrative assistant in his office and <laughs> he would leave before she would. And part of her job after he would leave is like tidy up his office, right? And so uh, some of the things that she would do, which would surprise me coming from my mom is uh, she, so he had like a bag of nuts on his desk and she would take the cigarette butts out of his ashtray and dump the ashes into that bag of the, the, the nuts, take his lemon heads and then he had his own personal bathroom, which she hated because it was disgusting. She would take the lemon heads and wipe it on the inside of the rim of the toilet bowl. <laughs> and then she, he would also eat like shrimp all the time. And then she would stick the shrimp tails <laughs> in the couch. <laughs> and so then he'd walk into this office like the next week and be like, why does it smell so bad in here? And it was just like fun stuff like that. But you would have never guessed that about my mom. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, did he ever find out the stuff that she did? Like, did he ever find out it was her? Oh, no. He would blame other people. He, like, he uh, had a janitorial staff, and they never touched his office because he was very, like, very, he wasn't, like, tidy as to what you would see it, but in his mind, he was tidy. And so he had things, like, in a specific order. So none of them would ever touch his office. My mom would. <laughs> she, they would just get mad at them. So oh, that's funny. Yeah. And she also has just had like a really rough life and how she's been able to hold herself together and seeing her grow from what I have seen from the rough bits that I've also experienced. It's pretty cool. And then also from being... Um, having the psychology major, thinking about using it, not being able to use it, and now is like 30 years later beginning to use it, which I think is kind of cool. Um, so with the uh, personal, I guess, you know, those, those women who inspire, inspire you, uh, do you have any uh, women in mind who are maybe more of a historical figure, pop figure, political figure who inspire you? Oh, that's a good question. I, well, right now, 
I don't know. I'm really bad with names of actors and actresses and stuff. But right now I'm watching a show. And I'm not sure if this is like what you're referring to for women that inspire me, but it's called Queen of the South on Netflix. And her name is Teresa Mendoza, and she is a girl from Sinaloa, Mexico. And she is like climbing up the ladder of particular business that Sinaloa is known for, which is like the Coke business. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and she's just been climbing up the ladder and then there's just a lot of really strong um, minded women in it that you wouldn't usually think would run cartels or big businesses or anything like that. But the way she does it is a lot different than how it's been done because she does it with a lot of kindness to the people that show kindness to her instead of doing it the other way where most cartels do it. So I just thought it was pretty cool. I love watching the show. So, and I think she's pretty awesome. You say cartel and then it just makes me think of people who like kill. So, and you said that she's like kind. So did she like kill them with like kindness? Well, she, she only kills them if she has to. Mm. So unless it's like forceful, like like in the middle of a shooting or something, like she's not going to let herself get killed. So obviously, like she has to defend herself. But other than that, it's just she tries not to. And and the like as her journey moves along, like she tries to help as many people as she can and hurt as many or as less people as she can. If that makes sense. Mm. Oh. Definitely you? recommend. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, mine is Audrey Hepburn, mm. um, who's known as like a bombshell, gorgeous actress and stuff. But she was actually a very successful humanitarian, mm-hmm. and she had like this great life outside of film and TV. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that. So why I just love her is because like. I just, I feel like a lot of, like, gorgeous, famous actresses, like, that is their life. And I just really love that she took what she had and all, like, her fortune and her fame and put it into people who were in need. And she worked with a lot of, like, third world countries and helped a lot of children. And she, like, funded some humanitarian organization and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um... I don't know. She's she's like a really strong woman, and I feel like a lot of people don't know that. Um, I actually did a speech about her for my public speaking class in uh, my senior year of high school. Um, so I'm trying to remember like the stuff I learned from that. I know that she, um, what was it? It was during like the first world war. She had to move out because she was born in like Belgium or something. Um, I actually have like that way I don't say something that's not correct. But um, she was super malnourished and she wanted to be a ballerina. Um, but because of how thin she was, she wasn't able to pursue that. So then she just like became one of the most known actresses ever, which was kind of crazy. But the reason why I find her so inspiring is because she took all of like these great things that she had and she put it into people who were in need. And she spent, like, the rest of her life um, doing humanitarian work, which I think is just great. I think it shows a lot about a person. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I had, like, as an example, AOC. I think AOC is a really good example because um, of the topics she talks about and, like, her understanding of what is, like, most of America, which is, like, the working class, right? And then also recently, in recent events, she's opened up about, like, uh, her sexual abuse kind of things which is hard to do and like you know being and she was like apologizing about it and it was just like it's amazing like how she opened up and was able to tell like the amount of people that were on that live insta instagram thing like for me i would never (laughs) um but you know yeah and then um I have another woman in mind, which is Gloria Steinem. Do you guys know who Gloria Steinem is? I don't. Okay. Gloria Steinem. So she was this writer in the 1960s, 70s, somewhere around that time period. Anyway, during that time period, she was considered a feminist icon because, uh, she went undercover under into one of these uh, Playboy bunny clubs, which was basically a prostitution ring where women were underpaid, were basically handed out to men and just in general kind of abused. And then she wrote like this whole article talking about how like this is terrible and this should never happen. And do you know we're trying to progress and change as a country but we can't when we have something like this right and then from then on she would just continue writing about uh trying to change those aspects um and yeah and so leading from her i kind of want to bring back the glass ceilings talking about uh breaking those glass ceilings those barriers um so I mentioned Georgia Nice and Joanne Finney, who were both Washburn alumni, and then someone like Gloria Steinem. Do you guys have do you guys know anybody who has broke a glass ceiling, do you think? Or do you want to break a glass ceiling of your own? <laughs> what am I? I feel this is this could be kind of I mean it is a big accomplishment, but I feel like for me as an individual who um, came from Mexico and as a Latinx woman, it just feels like an even bigger accomplishment to just be graduating this upcoming year, hopefully. Um, so that just feels like something that was never possible before. And now all of a sudden it's so close. Um, so that just, for me, that's my own little glass ceiling yeah. for my personal life, I guess. Yeah. That's pretty, that's incredible that you said that you're, uh, did you say that you're, that you're born in Mexico? Yeah. Yes, I was born in yeah. Mexico. So that's like incredible because that's like hardcore, something hard to do not being able to have that, uh, uh, what is it called? Advantage? 
what's that one thing called? I forget what it's called. Privilege. Having that privilege of being born in the U.S. and having that kind of, uh, you know, help of being able to go into college, you know, and how much easier it is than I imagine from someone who is not from the U.S. Like, that's incredible. Yeah. That's pretty inspiring. (laughs) Huh? I said, well, thank you. Yeah. But, yes, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I think this is more of, like, a general thing than, like, a specific like one person breaking a glass ceiling. But I've noticed on social media, which is like booming right now, um, it's um, bodies are being normalized, which I think is a big deal because all through history and all through like media, like movies or whatever, you always see like those Barbie type women. And so on social media, a lot of like the different body types and shapes and whatever is becoming normal and people aren't being bullied as much for looking different. And I think that's a glass ceiling that's like on the verge of breaking, (laughs) you know? I think um, I was at Target the other day and they have like their swimsuit section open and one of their swimsuit models had stretch marks on her hips. And another uh, model was like, an average sized person, you know, she wasn't, she didn't have like a super flat waist. She was bending over and she had like rolls on her stomach. And so I think that's great. And I think that's helping the little girls who were growing up see that everybody's beautiful because like when we were growing up, we did have those like Photoshop smooth, totally fit models. So I think that's something that's becoming a big deal. And um, I'm sure it was women who were behind having that happen because yeah, it's something everybody has struggled with. So I think that's like, I think that's something that's really cool. Yeah. Do you guys have anyone who you uh, are inspired by who is kind of changing those body standards for women? So I'm on TikTok a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I love TikTok. There's all sorts of influencers who have, who are doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, But one who's like really famous is Lizzo. And she still gets like a lot of hate because she is like a plus size woman. And she's Mm -hmm. like just showing her body and is totally shameless about it. And so like that, you have to be a really strong person to do that every day and still have like all of these ignorant people commenting about you. Um, Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's a good example. I think she's really strong for doing that. And I think she'll be a great role model for people who are learning to love themselves. And she's showing them that like, I love myself. Like I'm great and she's great. That's true. I definitely agree with Lizzo as being an example. I also didn't realize how not normal all body was when I was growing up um, until just recently where I was like, oh, yeah, like I have seen a lot more of this or I have seen a lot less of this and a lot more of people telling other people to stop body shaming. And then when I was growing up, I got a lot of, um, oh, well, you don't look like this. And a lot of my peers that I went to school with, um, even like in middle school age would just be like trying so hard to look a certain way. And I didn't realize how bad it was until like recently 
um, how much normalization is happening and how much progress we've made since I was younger. So that's that's a pretty cool thing to see moving along and progressing in a better direction. Yeah, they've even started making Barbies who have different like body sizes. They even have like amputee Barbies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're totally working forward to include all sorts of body types. And I think that's great to show little girls um, because you just absorb what you see, right? And I had Barbies and like, I had my mom's Barbies from like the eighties and their waists were like so <laughs> tiny. Um, so I think that's great. Like even in the toys, which seems like something small, they're showing the inclusion, um, which is, yeah, which is great. Growing up, I wasn't allowed to have Barbies. Well, okay, I take that back. We had Barbies, and my sister and I, we would rip off their heads. Oh, no. <laughs> and like And, like, cut all their hair. We did really bad stuff to those Barbies. I'm not going to lie. So, like, I took a lot of my inspiration of how I should look from the people around me and uh, watching, like, movies and, like, commercials or something like that. Like, you're talking about an ad from, like, Target, which is great. Like, I love seeing that. It makes me want to buy clothing, which is what they want, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, like, have had a weight issue forever. Like, I've never been, like, below a size 8 in my adulthood. Or, like, since I've been in puberty, right? Since I started puberty. I've never been, like, a size 8 ever. Um, and so... People like Lizzo or kind of, I guess, Chrissy Teigen as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of someone else who, you know, kind of expresses themselves with, you know, like how beautiful their body is and stuff like that. Um, you know, that has always made me feel better about myself in those ways. And... um realizing that you know also that i don't need you know someone's attention to also feel pretty as well you know because i think that's something that we were also taught growing up is that we have to have attention from someone in order to feel you know pretty yeah especially like like again like you said with lizzo where it's like She's getting all this hate, but she's still like she knows she looks good, and that looks good on people, right? Like she's so attractive, <laughs> you know. And yeah, it's just yeah, it's crazy, and it's really really cool. I think Chrissy Teigen was a good example because I follow her on Instagram, mm-hmm. and she used to be a tiny model, but mm-hmm. now she's a mom of two. Yeah, And she has been open with the people who follow her on Instagram that, like, she, as a famous woman who's super successful and totally gorgeous, she struggles with um, body issues. And she's shown people the stretch marks that she has that she didn't have. And I remember she had posted something saying, like, I have just totally accepted that my body has changed. And that's fine because I have two kids and I love eating food and she has like all these cookbooks. And so I think like showing people that it's okay to change and it's okay to not look the way you used to is also fine. Yeah. Because 
yeah, all these famous people, they totally influence us. Um, whether it's like conscious or not, like we just, we absorb what we see. And so I think she was a good example. Yeah. That is definitely a good example too. Um, I just, well, like, like you said, how much she's changed and how she's accepted all the changes that are happening to her during this quarantine. I've actually struggled myself with that because before we went into quarantine, um, I mean, I wasn't like super in shape, but I was, I guess, smaller than I am now. And during quarantine, I gained a lot of weight and lately it's been hard for me to like accept that but like slowly and surely I'm just kind of like I mean I'm growing up I'm my body is still growing like there's nothing wrong with that and I just feel like all those women that I see even on TikTok because I'm on TikTok all the time too (laughs) um that I see just like accepting and loving themselves anyways is so inspiring and so comforting knowing that you can do that so yeah i think one of the hardest things for a lot of people but is nice to find or i guess to get i don't know how to word this okay so people who love themselves that's that takes sometimes a lot because like I could look at myself or I could think about myself and be like, I could be doing this better. I could look this way much better whatever. And totally blow over the fact that I am, you know, I need to love myself more. Like, cause our, we are like the harshest critics to like ourselves, you know? And so, you know, I think it's important having these, people and having, you know, women that we see, you know, you just show how confident they are and show like that amount of like self-love that they have and acceptance of themselves. I think that's very important and very inspiring for a lot of people, regardless if you're a, uh, if you identify as non-binary or a woman or a man or, you know, you know yeah like I think self-love is very important yeah anyway um moving on to the kind of last question if you could switch lives with any other uh if you could switch lives with a woman in an instant who would you switch your lives with or are you uh content with your own right now i think the okay i think it would be easy to want to trade lives with somebody who seems like they have a perfect life but a huge thing is you don't know what they don't show you um because like i go through things that people don't know about and so they probably have one idea of me and then they would be totally surprised about another thing so i think that i would just and I think I think I'll just keep what I have because um like I'm still learning and growing and all that stuff and um yeah. I don't know, that's my answer. Yeah. I think I would I think I would have to agree. Just because it is so tempting. Like at first I was thinking AOC because I think it'd be super cool to feel and look and 
be such a wonderful and powerful woman. Uh, but at the same time, I'm thinking that I'd be that myself and I don't need to be in someone else's shoes to feel and be that way. Um, so I think I just keep it pushing with my own life and just see where I can get to, to feel like that and be like that. Not going to lie. I would trade lives with Kylie Jenner. <laughs> Yo, she's a billionaire. Mm -hmm. You know what you can do with that kind of money? Do socialism kind of things. <laughs> That's, she's the, okay. See, here's another thing is people like talk about how, or people try, you know, people float around this idea that sometimes money doesn't have power, but like, have you seen Kylie Jenner? And money does have power. And money does have power. It literally runs our country. It does. I don't know why people still say that. It totally controls what we do. I know. And it's like, now I see why she was in the WAP music video. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of your success is de determined by how much money you make. You know, and that's why so many people are stuck in jobs that they're not happy with because they're so set on making money instead of, of like, course. wanting to be happy or whatever. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I think money does run everything. Like, yeah. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> that is very true. You, money would definitely solve a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, Kaylee, you bring up a good point, though. Um would are you driven with your uh degree to well okay i guess everyone in college is here to earn money after they graduate right but out of any other degrees because you're going to be switching back to music soon aren't you yeah so <laughs> music ed <laughs> so uh would you say you're driven to do mu music because you're happy or you also need the money or yeah, yeah so um teachers do not make a lot of money yeah. that's just like yeah. known. <laughs> and i started with music and then i had a rough semester last semester i think a lot of people did because of covid and everything um but yeah so i just had a lot going on and I got really pessimistic about what I was pursuing. And so I ended up changing it to something that seemed like I would make more money in the long run. And now like, I'm not happy with my classes and there's just no way I could push myself to do this for four years. And so, yeah, I am switching back to music just because um, like changing my major helped me gain like a different perspective and so and money my mom always says this money is like water it just it's just like a constant flow like you get it and then you just almost immediately spend it on something whether it's like a tuition or rent or food or whatever so like in the end like you're never gonna have I don't know it just money comes and goes so fast you might as well do something that makes you happy because happiness is what lasts. 
you know, it's like good memories and just being satisfied. That's what lasts. It's not a matter of like having all this money because you could spend it on anything. Mm. What about you, Cassandra? Uh, I would say I'm a, a biology major. Um, and right now I don't exactly know what I want to do with it later on, but, um, I definitely think STEM professions, STEM professions are known for going after like the money and stuff, but I personally was just really interested in biology and hopefully going into the medical field, some sort of medical field afterwards. So to me, it wasn't really about the money, but it just kind of like came with it. So I feel like a lot of people think that STEM majors are there for the money and stuff, but I think I would probably keep my career even if it didn't come with the perks of um, financial benefits. Okay, so I'm getting a history ed major, right? So I'm going to be teaching like high school or middle school history. And again, teachers don't make a lot of money, right? I am hopefully wanting to be very happy with this position, but also Kylie Jenner. (laughs) If you were a billionaire, you know how happy I would be. (laughs) That's like also another thought too is like, I would be so happy being a teacher, but also... (laughs) Being a billionaire, I think I'd be very happy too. Um, oh my god, who is it? Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Do, he and his wife got divorced, and yeah. she is like marrying her son's teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So this man, this teacher, like went from a teacher, and now he's marrying somebody who's worth like billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so we're wrapping up now. Um, is there anything you guys would like to mention or add that maybe we didn't discuss about that you want to talk about for inspiring women, um, or just something you want to bring up about Women's History Month? No, I don't think so. I just think we like women have come a long way and we're talking about like glass ceilings and I think it's great that so many are like breaking and on the verge of breaking. So I don't know, women are cool. So um do you guys want to say do you guys have social media you wanna mention? You good? Cassandra? Uh no, I don't think so. All right. Well, that is it for this episode of Your WSGA. Um, follow us on our social media for Twitter and Instagram. It is at Your WSGA. And then on Facebook, it is the Washburn Student Government Association. Um, since this is the last episode, this is the last episode that I am hosting. Um, I want to say thank you to the people who came here and had a discussion with me today, Cassandra and Kaylee. You guys are great. (laughs) This conversation was very good. Um, And yeah, thank you for listening.